Welcome back to the Detour Podcast. Thank you again for listening. This is your host, Sheila. And today we're talking with Miss Jade. Jade Gray is a speaker, a life coach, a program director for the for the Girls International um, nonprofit group. And within FTGI, she is a Shine mentor um, with the Shine program for girls. She's also a wife to Noah, a mom to Claire and Leela. Claire is eight and Leela is 11, and she's a traveler. So today she's going to be talking to us about travel with kids and making that um, fun. So thank you, Jade, for taking the time today to speak with the Detour Podcast listeners. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here with you. I'm so excited to hear all of your um, tips. I kind of actually alluded to you a little bit in one of my last recordings. We were talking about um, travel with with groups or traveling with a a travel club. Mm -hmm. And um, Jennifer, our previous guest, was talking about how in her travel group, um, people will bring kids, so you can you can find groups that will you know work for singles, will work yes. for couples, will work for families. And I alluded to the fact of that you would be t- giving us some great tips about traveling with kids. So we've got some a good bit to cover. So let's yeah. get started. Perfect. Um, kind of where we'll go is we'll talk about sort of the before, during, and after um, a planned vacation. So tell me some of the places that you've been with your family. So we have done um, some local travels, travel around the U.S., and we did an international uh, traveling with our girls uh, this summer. So our international trip, we spent uh, three weeks in Italy. We also went on a cruise while we were overseas as well. So we did a Mediterranean cruise and saw parts of Greece as well with the girls. Um, We In the United States, we've done a lot on the East Coast. We haven't taken them over to the West Coast yet, but Mm -hmm. we've done things from camping trips to long car rides like the road the, trips, the road trips. Yeah. oh mm-hmm. my goodness um, and that comes with its own set of to do's and mm-hmm. to don'ts uh-huh. um, and we've done flights with the kids we started traveling with um, my youngest one Claire was four months old when we took her on our first uh, plane ride and we just feel like we want to see the world and the kids can come with us so we build it in with everything we do yes and it and um, it's it's such an education it's uh, you know I think priceless um, always encourage people to travel with their kids, even whatever is within your means, within your budget, within your time constraints, even if you're just, you know, taking a little three hour road trip to the other part of your state or yes. a, a city nearby, just exposing your whole family and especially your kids to a different environment is, uh, fun yes. for one yep. creates great memories that, you know, um, they'll, will be with them way longer than the the $20 toy that you bought them for Christmas, you know, <laughs> yes. that sits in yeah. the corner two days later. Yep. Um, so I, th- I think it's an incredible investment. So, but it does, um, when you are traveling with kids, um, they are their own little species. They are. And you do need to have some uh, planning and forethought with that. Yes. So yeah. let's let's um, touch on some topics of if you're planning to travel with kids, what you should do. Um, well, and I'll speak to one thing first is um, you even saying like those experiences are so important. Um, that planning and picking locations and things like that with our kids, we start sometimes even around Christmas and birthdays. Instead of birthday presents, sometimes we'll do those experiences or great mm-hmm. vacations with it too. Um, Christmas, we do that a lot. We won't give them, give them a big Christmas present, but we'll do a, a big 
trip to a, a local theme park or um, a vacation in an area for their birthdays. Um, we ended up uh, with the uh, Universal Studios, like season mm, passes, yes. just because mm-hmm. we knew our kids enjoy those experiences. Um, but really that picking a location and research is really that that first step that you want to think about when you're uh, planning a trip with kids. There are some cities that you just have to decide, okay, we are going to do that city when they are older because mm-hmm. it is a difficult city to travel with with kids. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to uh, uh, Naples. I'm sorry. No, Florence. Mm-hmm. Florence, Italy. And uh, the amount of stairs you have to go up <laughs> and down and up and down with yes. luggage and children, there is no way on earth I would have gone with a young child that requires a stroller at that oh, stage. Oh, right. Because you're just game. a pack mule at yes. that point. Mm-hmm. You, you are. I learned <laughs> so much with that trip. Um, so look at your locations when you're really traveling you know, decide what age your children are. Are they still at that stroller level? Um, are they more independent? Are they that teenager that really wants to go see shows and really wants interactive experiences? So pick a city where you feel like um, your your family's gonna flourish and enjoy mm-hmm. and that, that it's going to be a right fit for your family. So I do quite a bit of research before we um, pick destinations. Now, um, my husband and I and our, and our family, we tend to go on like YouTube and we, we see kind of where other people have traveled. There's some great great um, travel vloggers out there that will sort of give you like the do's and don'ts or things that you might not realize. Um, Mm -hmm. Is that something that you do or do you get travel guides or how do you do your research? Um, It's kind of evolved over Mm -hmm. the years. I used to be a big travel guide, go to AAA, get the best ideas. I don't know. I think I've been, my husband and I have been married for 15 years and we've just been traveling the whole 15 years Uh basically. Um, But now, yes, we, we really use the internet to just research what's the best spot. If I have have a spot in mind I just dig in deep and you know start researching best places to take kids you know Mm -hmm. uh, things to think of I mean even simple things we went to um, uh, Belize no, we didn't go to Belize. We went to Barcelona. Sorry. Barcelona. Bees in my head. <laughs> went to Barcelona. Just my husband and I on that trip. I did not realize how many um, museums were closed on like on peculiar days. It was like Mondays and Tuesdays. A ton of uh, museums and local sites were closed. Mm-hmm. So we missed out on some things because we didn't we did our research, but we didn't plan Think to look at that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes for sure that can definitely, whether you're traveling, you know, with kids or not, just yeah. generally, um, if you, sometimes you can get great travel deals because they're off season. Yes. We ran into this when we went to Switzerland. Um, we wound up being, I mean, it was still fantastic, but it's mm-hmm. kind of those things that you thought you were going to be able to do, but yes. then you're like, oh wait, okay, well that, that's off the list. Yeah. Um, because we wound up being at a time, um, after this, the kind of like summer, fall, season Mm -hmm. and before the big skiing season so during that like six week period yeah is a lot of maintenance prepping okay um all of the kind of touristy spots and things um for the upcoming ski season Mm -hmm. and so you know we had plans to ride a funicular up in the mountains and across the sky and it was closed for maintenance okay so we had a you know switch gears um and that can throw you a little bit if you're making a tight schedule um But if you can get a heads up on that ahead of time, that's wise. Yeah. And when you say schedule, I think schedule is important. We have done some trips with um, just just 
freewheeling it, you know, freewheeling. Yeah. We're just like, we're going to fly by the seat of our pants and mm-hmm. enjoy it and be spontaneous. And then we've had some very scheduled trips. Mm-hmm. With the kids, I find it is better to have um, a loose schedule, mm-hmm. not a really tight, we're doing this, 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 and this. Mm-hmm. Because kids get worn out. Kids get tired. They are... Um, they have a timer that yeah. once you mm-hmm. hit that timer mm-hmm. and they start exploding, there is no reset button yeah. <laughs> until you've put them to sleep or you've right. allowed them downtime. So I find our trips are more successful when we have a loose schedule. So mm-hmm. we know these are the highlights we want to hit when we're in a particular destination, but we have it in the back of our mind that there's some things we'll give up or some things we'll maybe museums will stay at for two hours instead of the, the required four hours that we wanted to do. Right, or it'll be kind of on the secondary list. Like, okay, yes. these are the things that we're going to do. If we have a rain day that we didn't plan for yes. or bad weather, okay, then we're going to have yeah. the backup plan of the museum. Yeah. You know, you definitely have to be flexible um, anytime that you're traveling because exactly. sometimes things just come up. And yeah. I mean, sometimes you're literally like, get the flu. Like yes. we did when, when we went to Italy, you know? Yes. That was not in my plan at all. And I was just like, dying in a hotel room you on. Were. I remember seeing yes. all those pictures. Lots of limoncello. <laughs> <laughs> I remember some of it. It was feverish and drunk mostly. And I'm not a drinker, but that was the only thing I could do, you oh know. Oh my goodness. Oh, just to like get yeah. through it. Anyways, okay. So once you've had your um, destination picked, and it's also great to like get the kids involved so that they're excited yes. about what they're doing, you know. Yeah. What, what if we go here? What if we go there? Well, what's there? Let's see. Oh, yeah. that looks cool, you know. They're going to be much more engaged once you do get there. Oh, so yes. what kind of things do you need to um, pack? Or like if you are doing, you know, air travel, say, mm-hmm. um, what are some things that we might not think about for the kids? So um, I'll speak to first international air travel. So one thing that we realized um, many years ago when we were traveling on our own that you really want to pack a lot lighter if you're doing any international, especially um, in Europe. It's There's smaller luggage space and a lot of the trains and the um, different trolleys you take. Uh, it's a lot of walking in the mm-hmm. cities as well, unless you're spending a lot of extra money to do chartered cars and stuff. Uh, but if you're using public transportation, it is difficult getting your luggage around. So I'll say for international travel pack as light and as small as you can like those travel size bags are ideal for Mm -hmm. that kind of traveling um little things like don't fold your clothes roll your clothes Mm -hmm. um what i do with my girls usually is I, i because when we travel, we especially internationally, we try and do a couple different cities and locations. Mm-hmm. So we, when I roll up their clothes, um, I roll up a whole outfit together. So I roll oh, up their okay. shorts, their sh- your, their shirt, their underwear, their socks, um, and even their pajamas all in one roll. So when we are in a hotel for maybe just three days, we just take out three rolls of clothing and oh, they have those right there. So they're not in their luggage all the time and you're not having to repack that thing every time you're moving to a new a yeah. new, new spot because I believe mm-hmm. you do you usually do a couple cities sometimes with yeah. some of your mm-hmm. spots as yeah. well we we do too and we use the public transportation um, almost every time um, we've been pretty lucky the past couple times that we've traveled our we've gotten really great um, deals through Travelocity mm-hmm. where our um, we've basically gotten our accommodations for free oh wonderful and um, so we had sort of a home base the whole time okay um, you know and then we took public transportation We there was a couple days our our extended day in Poland where we 
let the hotel know we're going to be gone for the weekend and we oh. took a we took a short flight to Budapest from yeah. Poland and we had so we just brought our like overnight bags you know yes. and like one small bag with um, a couple days worth of things yeah. um, and we left the bulk of our luggage in the room yeah so it was great to have um, kind of a home base yes. so to speak there so yeah. if you can't do that you know you definitely do want to um, keep those tips in mind because um, I saw lots of people Oh, what, trying you, to suffer through dragging, and they all have suffering. these cobblestone roads, yes. um, and yeah. uh, in Europe, and you're just like trying to drag these bags. And along. you are yeah. just this sore thumb popping out there when yep. you have these big, I don't know, American bags, like yeah, yep. mm-hmm. that are like the size of a small child. You can yeah. honestly put your child inside yeah. of them. <laughs> don't bring those. I've decided, right. and they do not fit if you're taking a train. I, we've traveled with the girls on. I mean, we've done. RV travel, train travel, plane travel, car travel. I mean, we've boat travel. We've done it all with the girls. And mm-hmm. having those smaller bags are so much easier uh, across the board with them. Um, I will say, uh, if you're not, if you know, you're planning a road trip instead, um, I pack very differently on road trips. So I, the car is like the home base on road mm-hmm. trips. You know, you're coming in and out of the car all the time. Uh, we, when we do road trips, we usually hit a couple cities on our way up. So instead of packing a big suitcase full of clothes, I put, um, you know, those plastics, uh, plastic bins or plastic drawers that you can, they're stacked like oh, three yeah, high. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll put, like an organizational yes. drawer. Yep. Mm-hmm. I will put about three or four of those in the back of my truck and I, um, take everybody's clothes and put them in a plastic baggie and I put... So it's like one outfit worth of clothes in a plastic bag or mm-hmm. a Ziploc bag, depending on how big your kids are in their mm-hmm. clothes. And when we get to a city, I just take out three bags and put them in like just a shopping bag, an easy little tote shopping bag. And I'll take out the three outfits we need, throw them in the bag and bring them up to the hotel with me. Uh-huh. And I leave So it's like else. little mini dressers. It's like mini dressers. Mini, in the, in that's a great idea, yes. Jane Grey. It and it made my vacation so smooth. That's a great idea. Mm-hmm. You're not packing up this hotel room every time. You have one tote bag that you're going up and down with. And we had a, you know, our toiletry bag. I was just going to say, yeah. just like your small bag of toiletries that you yes. would just take in and out each yeah. time. But it's all, it's all there together. And then yeah. you just grab in your bags and here's what we have for today. And that has made um, road trips so much easier for us as it well. It probably fits a lot better too now that I'm like picturing it because sometimes your suitcase is like trying to yes. stack them or fit them in there it just doesn't work and then you're all piled up and like can you even see out the back it's exactly. like you know you got blankets and pillows and all yep. this stuff too for while you're riding in the car and yeah that that's a great idea yeah, so that is my that is my favorite uh road trip kind of yeah anyway. that's a great tip mm-hmm. the whole podcast is worth that alone <laughs> <laughs> okay so um if we're doing international travel or like air travel you had a great tip about um, visiting your child's pediatrician beforehand um, and, and getting some of your um, things together beforehand. Yes. So, obviously, you know, the important thing with your pediatrician is making sure you have any prescriptions you need. So, getting those filled in advance, having them ready for your whole duration of your trip and a couple days when you get back because, you know, you, you're not always wanting to run right back to the doctor if you need to refill prescriptions. Um, so, having those on hand. But... 
when we do international travel, I understand, like jet lag is a real thing. You yeah, kids yeah. experience it too. Um, and those are long, long flights sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I have asked my pediatrician about, you know, what is the, can I give my child some Benadryl to help them sleep or um, a, a sleep aid, a melanoma, melan, what? melatonin. Melatonin. Yeah. I was like, it's not coming out of my mouth. <laughs> melatonin. Yeah, um, and they make these gummies. They sell them. At, I take them just for myself sometimes when I can't sleep, but they make these little gummies in there. They're the little dose of like four milligrams or whatever. They yep. sell them at Walmart. It's like four dollars for the bottle, and they they the gummies are really good. So you can you know yeah. you can just give one, and it's just enough to make you sleepy, but you know, it doesn't really give you that um, drowsy feeling the next day. Like right. a Benadryl, I get like a I Benadryl can. hangover. Yes, um, and I sort of feel it the rest of the day. Yeah, um, the next day, but the melatonin doesn't. Um, although some people do say they have like weird dreams on melatonin. <laughs> So I don't, I will have dreams. I usually yes. don't remember my dreams. I will have dreams, but so maybe try that out, um, yeah. you know, at home first, but there it's, it's natural and it's virtually harmless, but yep. you know, definitely check with your yes. child's doctor. To yeah. Check with them and ask them, uh, see if they recommend anything particular, but having them sleep on those international flights, because you wake up in a totally different time zone. You mm-hmm. want to make sure that they've had a chance to rest and mm-hmm. to calm down because it can be a very long, tiresome flight for, for mom, dad, and everybody else around if the yeah. kids haven't slept. And most of the time, I don't know, when, when we travel, we usually get into our city we usually get into our city, try and stay awake as long as we can, take a little nap, and then yeah. try and get back onto the time frame. And knowing that your kids have had time to sleep during that travel day really helps them kind of reset their their body to the to the new time zone as well. Yeah, and sometimes depending on your flight, you can't always, you know, like you've got to get the flight that yes that is offered and yep. so you can get in at different weird times we kind of do the same thing where depending on what time we get in it tends to just be in the afternoon usually yes, ours too. and so yeah. we will take like max two hour nap yep and we set an alarm max, and you guys, max, max like set an alarm <laughs> like you will not want to get up no like warn your like you will not like yeah you won't want to but force yourself up yes. go get some dinner go walk around outside like start yep. exploring wherever you're at and then go to bed like say you know 11 or something yes nighttime wherever you are you know there 11 o'clock yeah um and then usually that pretty much resets you for the next morning yeah and I will say like my kids struggled with um that first night it was okay we they did exactly how we planned basically what you said but the second night they did not want to start winding down it was almost midnight one o'clock before they were actually trying to fall asleep so Mm -hmm. that second day when they really are resetting that clock again having just a very mild little light something that your your pediatrician may recommend you know something to just help them sleep or a cup of tea or something to Mm -hmm. help um help them calm down after the busyness and and the craziness of the flight. And yeah, the it does take a couple of days for, yeah. I think, everybody um, yeah. to, to sort of get in the groove. And yeah. we definitely build in um, a buffer day at the beginning mm-hmm. um, and usually the end of our trip if we can. Yes. Um, that first day, we sort of plan on exploring the city. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wherever we're staying, get the lay of the land, find out yeah. where there's a grocery store if we need something, find out, you know, go mm-hmm. find a local restaurant and yeah. keep it real chill. Um, and then like that next day is when we'll have some kind of planned all yeah. day yes. excursion. Yes, yeah, exactly. 
Um, I'll speak to passports really quick, just on that topic of like international flights. Just, uh, I think a lot of people warn you and when you do fill out your passport information with kids, um, it's, you have to have both parents there or you have to have a notary that has signed off that both parents are okay with getting that passport for your child. Oh, right. Cause I guess there could be, you know, custody Yep, safety issues or something and like that. And there is. So they are they are pretty adamant about both parents being present when you are um, filling out that passport information. So when you get passports for your children, make sure um, you just schedule time with you and your spouse or um, make arrangements to have that notarized form so that it's not a headache of you get there, try and fill everything out, and then you have to go back home. Well, and now what time. if you do it online or like we just mailed everything in. We didn't go anywhere to do our passports. We did it online. Do you know? For the children I think you have to we had to go into the passport office for our kids um, there may be some mail-in options as well um, but when we renewed our children's because okay. kids only last uh, five years not ten years like okay. adults mm. so your you might have a passport the last ten years just remember your kids do not last as long oh that's a great tip too see I yeah. didn't know that because we hadn't done any international while our kids were still minors right yes. um, they were over 18 you right. know and so um, that's a really great tip because yes. you're thinking you've got maybe 10 years on your right. passport and then you could your, be your planning. could have been yeah. expired for three years already. Holy smoke. Yeah. And yes. then you're planning a trip and get out the passport and it's expired right. and then you're scrambling. Yes. That's we, a great tip. We've had some friends who've had to drive down to Miami to get theirs expedited oh before because something similar happened to them. They thought they were mm-hmm. all set. Mm-hmm. And nope, theirs expired. The kids expired before the adults. So Now where, where um, is like a local passport office? Where is that usually? The government? Like yep. your local government your, center? Your local government center. Um, if you have to get an expedited one and you need one very quickly, I believe the closest location is Miami. Um, if you're in Florida. If you're yeah. in Florida, mm-hmm. yeah. In this, in this. So you'd have to kind of maybe call and say, where could I physically yes. go get one? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they do, they always recommend if your passport's going to expire within six months of your travel window, you need to renew it before that six months. So let's say you're, uh, you know, traveling in December, um, you're, you, you, you want to be fixed up by yeah. like June, June. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes. You want to so. be good to go right yep. by June. So Got you need it. that six month window with your passports. So yeah. All good tips. Okay. And you mentioned that you splurge for the hotel suite that's got sort of like a two room. So yes. So especially if you are, when we book our hotels, you know, sometimes we'll do the smaller rooms if we know it's a really short stay and mm-hmm. you know, we're there for a day or two. Um, but if you're doing a longer trip, it really is nice to know that your kids have their own space and you as adults have your own space. So we will do hotel suites or we'll do um, sometimes the two room suites or even just a simple like, you know, the couches in the front and you can close the door and then there's a bedroom in the back. When you have younger children, especially, I think we did it the most when we had those younger ages because we did not want to be listening to Bubble Guppies or <laughs> Paw Patrol or whatever cartoon was going on all day long if right. it was a rain day and you're stuck in this room, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so we would splurge on those two suites, especially it, it, the fact that they had a place to nap that was quiet as well mm-hmm. was very important. And kids, 
you know, these bedtimes sometimes are a little earlier. So if you, if they do have an eight o'clock bedtime, but you're not ready to go and sleep, you know, you're at not that trapped point. being totally yes. quiet and everyone's yeah. going to bed at seven thirty. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So it's definitely nice having those suites. Um, when you travel internationally, it is, it, it you don't know what you're going to get because the rooms are typically smaller. Oh yeah. Um, we got very lucky this time. I don't know how often it happens to you, but you have to let them know that you need um, for a four-person capacity room. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you get a very interesting four-person capacity room. Once we had a king-size bed <laughs> and these cots pushed up against the wall with yeah. less than two feet walking space around the bed and cots surrounding us, basically. Uh-huh. Then we've had some other awesome rooms. We mm-hmm. have had some humongous rooms um, in in Europe with with this four person capacity. One time we ended up with a um, it was like a two bedroom suite, and yeah. we didn't have to splurge on that one. That one was just their only four person capacity room, so mm-hmm. we were, we got lucky. But plan on that. Ask about that. You know, call the hotels in advance and say, what kind of space is this? Is yeah. This how will this be room? set up? Right. Yeah. Because, and, and especially in Europe, some of the places that you go, the, the rooms are just smaller in general. In general. Um, we had that when we went yeah. to Rome and, uh, that was when I was, I, I was getting, I wasn't full on sick. I was getting, we had, yes. it was one of the, we had one of those, our flight was, oh, it was bad. Yes. We were like traveling for like 24 hours yeah. and then we finally got there and I just wanted to lay down and it was yeah. like, it was laying like laying on a park bench is like yeah. how big my bed was yeah. and what it felt like yeah. and I was just like I can't yeah. stay here you know we wound up staying there but yeah. um that first night honestly I didn't think I was gonna make it for the duration and that reminds me like that's we manage expectations with mm-hmm. our kids and I'll kind of like lead into that because that's perfect we went into that um vacation and we said to our kids like it's you have to be prepared mm-hmm. that the rooms will are smaller. So I know we'll talk a little bit more about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, no, but go right yeah. there. You're you're right on. You're right on track. Um. So once we get to our our destination and we've gotten our hotel room and we've made it there, it really is for us. Um, we hold our girls to a very high expectation Mm -hmm. and we before we go on any trip or any excursion we let them know okay what are the do's and the don'ts in this this Mm -hmm. setting Mm -hmm. you know we're going into a museum we have them talk about okay what kind of behavior is appropriate in a museum what is not appropriate in a museum um we remind them that hey this is something that you're never going to see again you know or Mm -hmm. it's going to be decades before Mm -hmm. you come back and see something like this um, we're like, we know your feet are going to be tired. We know you're going to be a little fatigued, but take this in. Take a minute to really experience it because it's not going to come around mm-hmm. anytime real soon for you again. Yep. Um, so we really have them, um, we have these expectation talks. Mm-hmm almost every day mm-hmm. multiple times a day sometimes like going into a going into museums or different or if you're transitioning, transitioning from one thing to another yes. okay now you know and and like okay well we were you know walking through this park and we yes. could run around and we could yell and we yes. can you know do those kind of things but now we're going to go here and that yeah. behavior is not appropriate yeah. so remember what we talked about you yeah. know that kind of thing and I feel like this applies from like toddlers to teenagers oh for sure so Mm -hmm. like that cell phone you know put your cell phone away or um with your teenagers you know Mm -hmm. this is not your your social media time i know there's free wi-fi and you're so excited wi-fi is now available to Mm -hmm. you on this trip 
Um, but you know, the phone is it can only come out for pictures at this point mm-hmm. or something. So mm-hmm. having those expectations. Yeah, and to remind them, like you said, to to be present. I think it's a great tip for adults as well. You yes. know, it's like you've paid all this money to do these things, and you've yep. made all this effort to go to these places, and your head's down, and you're in your yes. in your phone. You know. Um, we kind of keep ours away. We only use it for pictures. And then mm-hmm. at night when we go back to the hotel and we've got like the free Wi-Fi and we're yep. winding down, that's when I go and catalog everything kind yes. of on Facebook, put it in the albums, yep. you know, write myself some notes and descriptions about yeah. the day so I don't forget the details. That's sort of my little yes. journal that way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, again, to just, you can sit home mm-hmm. <laughs> and be on your yep. phone looking at, Instagram. Yes. Uh, be present in this location yeah. and, and see what you can see. Yeah. Great um, tip. Uh, the, you even saying that you kind of post things on social media at, mm-hmm. at nighttime. Some vacations, I make a conscious effort not to even do that mm-hmm. because, you know, it's in me to want to check the comments and people are asking yeah. me questions and where have you been and what's going on and how's it going. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will sometimes... Uh, save those postings to the very end of my lo- vacation right. or mm-hmm. once I get home just so I'm not tempted to check that throughout mm-hmm. throughout the day um, and I know you said you journal I we do something like that with our kids too uh, on our trips we ask them to we actually bring a physical journal paper and pen and have them write down you know their favorite sites of the day um, things that they enjoyed the most things that they observed in the culture that's different than their mm-hmm. own uh, because they, I just want them to be looking at the world and I want them to take in these cultural experiences in a whole new way because there's kids that, um, that the world can pass them by sometimes. And if they don't Mm -hmm. pause and just take a look and say, Oh, that was different. Or that Mm -hmm. those kids were speaking a different language, but Mm -hmm. I knew some of their words because I know a little Spanish. Right. Um, Right. Or like, look at the way that, you know, um, they go to school. They're all walking in a line, walking to their school, you know, or, um, I mean, I don't know. I can't think I, of anything yeah. offhand. But, you know, just the it. different um, ways that um, people do live. It's yep. one of my favorite things about oh, traveling is to absolutely. just. And you don't know what's different about someone else's life until you experience it. Because yes. you're, you're used to your life yep. and the way yeah. things go. And until you notice something different, it might not even occur to you. Yes. And during the travel, we point that out with the girls, Mm -hmm. too. Um, You know, as adults, we think in the back of our mind, oh, that's so cool. You know, that's how they do their schools or those are their their, um, uh, marketplaces. Right. My kids don't see that unless I point that out to Mm -hmm. them. So, you know, we'll pass a school. I'm like, do you know this is where the kids go to school here? Mm -hmm. And it may be in this tall five-story building. And they're like, all of our schools are huge. Yeah, where it looks like an, you know, an office building kind of thing. And yeah, um, yeah, you might have to walk upstairs or take an elevator to go to your class, you know, and um, that's just something that, you know, doesn't occur to them. Um, Or even like you said, the markets, I love all the European markets and people, you know, they have grocery stores, but Mm -hmm. they tend to go daily, you know, and take their little bag and go get what they're having for dinner that day. Yeah. You know, and uh, that's instead of shopping at Publix for the week. Right. They're going every day and they're walking there and picking out things and, um, you know, all that stuff. I mean, I can almost just, you know, hear my, wow, that's cool, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. There's it, lots of, wow, that's cool. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they see things differently than than we do, too, sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, they the questions that they pull out of us, you know, or mm-hmm. the, the, the things they observe and we have to respond to. It's just mm-hmm. very interesting. So once you kind of open your kids' eyes to 
seeing that this is a different environment. This is, there's different cultural norms. So what do you mm-hmm. see? What do you, what can you pull out of this situation? So for sure. And then it comes alive when they are in school and they're maybe learning something yes. like that. Like, oh, we went there or that was like whenever we did this. We plan our trips like that. So mm-hmm. I find out from the teachers what, um, what is coming up in their next year of uh, like social curriculum. studies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, curriculum. So that is what we went to Rome on purpose because in fifth grade, oh, okay. they were doing a big Roman chapter and my third grader had a, a Roman uh, learning about the Romans mm-hmm. um, in third grade as well. So she came back with this big book and she could show them the Colosseum and she would, had pictures there. So we find out what they're, what's coming up in school and we plan accordingly. Um, I will say one awesome spot for kids in the states that's local so if you google like the best places to take kids disney obviously is like number one on the list Mm -hmm. but shortly after that is colonial williamsburg oh yeah Mm -hmm. and colonial williamsburg was one of the best trips we have done with our girls it's uh it's like that interactive history yeah so history comes alive so Mm -hmm. it's a whole city that they can go work on a plantation and they can um shape bricks and they can go to the black masons and uh work on the black mason uh Mm -hmm. thing so uh, that one is very, again, find out if uh, there's a colonial unit with your kids coming up in the next year, and you can do that as a summer trip, and they just have been immersed in that history, and they can speak so much more to it. Yeah, that's a, that's a great tip, and those kind of things are, are very interactive and, yes. and fun, and they can participate in yep. it instead of just you know, looking at buildings or looking at architecture or looking at, you know, things in the museum, which can be fascinating, but anytime you're interactive, you can definitely um, learn about that. Yeah. So now you had a a tip as well, because sometimes you can't um, plan for maybe, you know, the kids just need some downtime. Right. And, and, um, you know, you wanted to go see this. So how do you handle that? So my husband and I have two very different needs when we're traveling, that's for sure. Yeah. I've found, you know, he has to have a little bit of quiet time. Mm-hmm. I will go do kid things all the time. Um, so to have just a kid-centric vacation that is like, we're going to bounce houses and, you know. Playgrounds. Playgrounds and, yeah. and movies and things like that that just the children enjoy, I think um, – I my husband wouldn't travel with us anymore. Yeah, that's not that. a vacation for yeah, dad. It yeah, it's not. Mm-hmm. So we divide and conquer a lot. Um, I will take the girls uh, to a zoo or a museum, a children's museum, or something that I know that they can interact with and, and really engage with. Um, and my husband will go take an excursion by himself to a museum or um, a tour. We love guided tours. Yeah, but they're great. Kids can only take so much of that. Mm -hmm. We try to do short guided tours with our kids, but a two-hour guided tour is, um, for my girls' ages, it's just too much. They Mm -hmm. are, like, hanging on me by the end of it, just Mm -hmm. bored out of their mind. My husband and I would go back to back to back on these tours if we could. Right. Mm -hmm. So I will take the girls to um, an activity or we'll even stay at the hotel sometimes just for some downtime for them if they are ready to just rest and relax. And I'll send him away to go do some of these tours or excursions that he enjoys um so we divide and conquer a lot and then we all walk away from that trip feeling fulfilled and like you got something out of it yeah um one of my my last um guests we talked about that too like being sure that everybody um understands each other's travel personalities yes because there are those people that are only going to be fulfilled they they want 
every bang for their buck. Yes. You know, they want every minute, they want to go, 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 go. Yeah. Then there's the other people who are, are not that way. And right. they'll feel disgruntled trying to keep up. Mm-hmm. Or if the other person is trying to stay back, they're going to feel neglected like, oh, I really wanted to be here, but right. I don't want to sit around the pool. I can sit around the pool at my house. Yes. And that's how... That's how arguments start. That's oh, how you can absolutely. have conflict on what's supposed to be a relaxing time. Yep. And so that full acceptance of each other's travel personalities and working within a compromise that yes. makes each person feel like they got what they needed yep. um, out of the time spent and the money spent and, yep. you know, that kind of thing um, is so important. Yeah. So important. And you will avoid, um, you know, lots of conflict if yes. you keep that in mind yeah. for sure. Yeah. The other way we make that work for our kids because we, you watch your children and you know that they have different energy levels as well. Mm-hmm. So um, with our divide and conquer, we will all go out together as a family in the morning, knowing my kids are high energy, ready to go, ready to take on the world. Sometimes in that afternoon, I will sit and be quiet with the kids and let them relax, and Mm -hmm. he will go do those excursions. So Mm -hmm. just finding that ebb and flow of what works with your family and their energy helps a lot, too. Yeah, and not not in a sense, um, like letting people be who they are, because, um, and not in a sense getting offended or anything by that. Um, We took a trip to Iceland, my husband, myself, and my daughter, and I'm somebody who can go but I'm not so much of a night out like yes. I will run hard yeah from 7 a.m to nine yeah but nine <laughs> it's like I only have stop and go yeah it's we're either going or we're stopping, stopping. yes and like so I'm done at nine like I'm I'm yep. I can you can milk a maybe another hour out of me yeah. but then it's gonna get cranky yeah and my daughter and my husband are night owls. They right. they can stay up till one in the morning. They're not ready to go to bed at ten. Yes. And um, so I have no problem. And they've done it multiple times. Leave me in the hotel. Yeah, I'll go exactly. to bed. And they go out and they explore the whole town at night. Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, we were out walking the streets at two in yeah. the morning, you know. And yeah. the next morning they'll tell me about all the things that they found. Yeah. Uh, here we found this over here. There's a that over there. Yep. And I'm like, when did you do this? And they're like, <laughs> last night when you were sleeping. You know? <laughs> kind of thing so um that's awesome like yep. they can go do what they want to do yeah you know um again the next morning they're wanting to sleep in and I'm up mm. but I'm okay with yeah. like enjoying you know a breakfast at the hotel or yes. um you know just walking around local um to the hotel or whatever wherever yeah. we're staying or talking to somebody in the lobby yeah. or you know anything like that reviewing any of the um brochures or books or souvenirs you know I can keep myself busy for a little while yeah and as long as you communicate that like what's on the agenda what time are you know and everybody's in an agreement that 9 a.m is like yes you can sleep in but nine we are leaving right right (laughs) whatever that like okay you're gonna get up and this is what we're doing today and then that way nobody's frustrated you know they're not frustrated going to bed at nine and I'm not frustrated waiting on yeah. them all day to get out of bed you know <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah exactly. so communication communication, communication is key. um and with that being said it kind of you know even said yeah you can use some of those hotel amenities and especially with your kids oh with kids I that is one of the things I look for the most when I'm booking our travel arrangements is mm-hmm. what amenities do they have because I know my husband's going to want to run away and go do something for a little bit, or my kids are going to be tired, or there might be a rain day. And I Mm -hmm. need to know that where we're staying is going to keep my kids at least somewhat entertained while we're Mm -hmm. in that area. So, so, um, we, 
pools are important for us and our mm-hmm. kids, you know. Mm-hmm. We look for pools or activity rooms. Um, uh, in Europe, there was one hotel that really advertised that they have a huge selection of movies in English and in other languages. Oh, so okay. for us, we're like, this is great because there's been no TV, no internet. No, you know, they haven't yes. watched anything for two right. weeks. And mm-hmm. they're like, okay, we really want to watch a movie did, tonight. Yeah, yeah, you just want to yeah. chill out and, and watch yep. a little bit of something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, so finding out what home hotel amenities are and utilizing them and just enjoying that downtime with your kids. You don't have to be running all the time, especially if you picked a particular hotel that really is very interactive because some of these hotels are a destination mm-hmm. in and of themselves. Yeah. And so often we'll schedule other trips, you know, you know, leave the hotel and go do other trips, other places. But this hotel is like you can you know, just have everything. your staycation right there you if you just, really wanted yes. to yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so um so just be mindful of what they have to offer and use them if you can um mm-hmm. because i swear my children and i don't know if it applies to all children they love to just be quiet and calm and cozy mm-hmm. and still and they're like no we really don't want to get another get into another car or plane or train we yeah. just want to play and be here with you they want mm-hmm. that quality time more than anything else yeah so. and and we really love to find um somewhere outdoor like a local like when yeah. we're picking a hotel it's important for us to be near a park mm-hmm. that's just what we like to do yes and I can sit in a park for half yeah. of a day and be absolutely yeah. more than content, thrilled. Right. Um, just people watching, watching birds, watching critters, sitting mm-hmm. in under trees. Um, in Florida, our weather is quite warm and you can't yes. unless you're at the beach you can't really bear to be outside for right. very long um I'm, I'm a woods and trees person yes. and so um Us too. we you know yeah and a, yep. and and so if you've got a little um park where you can have a little playground or or mm-hmm. um run around some or yep. people watch or you know buy a little jump rope or something at a, yes. a store nearby or something like yeah. that that's not going to take up a lot of room and yep. you could leave behind. And you when know. you're picking those souvenirs, sometimes we pick souvenirs that we know we can utilize with some of these like playgrounds and playing yeah. and stuff yeah. like that too. Yeah. We so, pick stuff on purpose like that as well. If, if your hotel are limited mm-hmm. um, as far as, you know, not having a ton of um, activities within the hotel, do a little Google Maps walk yes. around the area and see, um, you know, if there's a park nearby yeah. or a playground or something like that. And yeah. then definitely just ask at the desk. Mm-hmm. What can the the staff will make recommendations of maybe what you can do with your kids? Like, right. oh, if you just walk two blocks this way, there's, yep. you know, a playground yeah. or something like that. So, um, along with that destination element of it, when I travel with children um, internationally, we do a lot of public transit. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yes, we look for the parks, but I swear more than often we are looking for those uh, for uh, train stops and bus stops. And oh, stuff yeah, like that. for sure. We are very particular about that because we know going from the hotel to that train station may only be, you know, a half a mile. But when you're dragging suitcases and luggage and mm-hmm. children mm-hmm. and you're walking that half mile, it can be a long walk sometimes on cobblestone roads. Like yes, yeah, <laughs> for yes. sure. And so. at like 11 at night or something sometimes, yes. you know, and you're just like, I don't remember even where the hotel yes. is. Yes. So, yeah. yeah, that destination, you know, with your hotel, looking for what amenities they have and just picking that right spot for you. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and deciding what's right for you. What's the important elements? Is it for the sure? Or the and um, you know, we we try our best to 
you know, often like not to use public transportation exclusively, yes. not yeah. not have to rent a car. Right. And especially if you're going to Europe, their transportation yeah. is amazing. Uh, amazing. And so yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um, if you can make sure that you're near near the train, the central station, or mm-hmm. or a depot that you can get to and you know yep. transfer to or whatever, and you and you know your um, bus stops and things like that, yes, or whatever you're using. Lot. Perfect. Well, we've shared like so much information. Yeah. So um, when you get back, do you have any tips about getting back home and how to sort of decompress or wrap up? your um, vacation so I always recommend having a buffer day at the end of travel so don't you know fly in at at 8 p.m at night and then the next morning you're getting up for work you know oh yeah that sounds horrible horrible (laughs) everyone will hate you people (laughs) do it for humanity (laughs) exactly Um, but build in that buffer day give yourself at least 24 hours to reset to Mm -hmm. do laundry to unpack to get kids back on track and go to the grocery store yeah (laughs) oh and the other thing is just I okay so I always have somebody come in and clean my house or I clean my house before I leave oh yeah 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 Mm -hmm. so that you come in and your house is clean that is like the best feeling in the world so um you know that's a little pre but so you come home to a clean house so you're really just doing laundry and unpacking and Mm -hmm. getting reset for the day um if my girls haven't had a time to journal on the trip we spend um some time that day after really kind of writing out and talking about what was the highlight what did you love the most and and we'll spend that time just having the girls write down things because we want them to remember these you know Mm -hmm. remember these experiences when they Mm -hmm. get older and writing is proven to such a way for those memories to kind of be locked in in your mind um so we do that and then we also take some time with our our photos and we organize those and get them set we do a calendar each year and uh our travel photos go in our calendar every year just so that the girls a photo calendar Mm -hmm. yep a photo calendar so we use walgreens it's Uh so easy but Mm -hmm. it's yeah you can almost i mean you just do it right from your phone actually or whatever and upload it and they tell you can pick which months you want which pictures but yeah Yeah. there's all kinds of photo things online too and and um those little do you ever do any of those little like vacation photo book things yeah they always offer um deals on those kind of things you can get them for like 10 bucks you know and you know we're so used to having these digital versions of Mm -hmm. these pictures but kids still like that tangible thing so my children put those little photo books and um any of those uh, any photos up in their room and in their bookshelf all the time and i see them flip through their photo books every you know every few months Mm because they they don't have access. I mean, my children are still young, so they're yeah. not on social media getting those right. nice Facebook memory mm-hmm. pop-ups. They don't yeah. get those. They right, don't enjoy right. that. So they do flip through their books and really enjoy those pictures, and it brings them back to those moments as well. So yeah, and and for and you know for future future time to come, yeah. or like say they are. Um, going to be covering a unit in school that's yes. about those things and bring that in for a little show and tell or whatever yep. a little visual aid and say oh here's when I went here and you know that can really not only help the other kids to learn but make your own kid yes. you know feel a little rock starish you yes. know yeah <laughs> yeah like here's where I went you yeah. know this is what I did and they can they can teach um the, their their peers um, yep. what they learned as well yeah. so that's always good too um one other thing when we come home that um I uh 
if we go and travel to family members or friends' homes, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes that's kind of in the mix of our travels. Um, we have the girls write a thank you note or just a letter or something. That's so that, thoughtful. Yeah, mm-hmm. to thank them for opening their home and their life to us for those few days. Mm-hmm. So if we've met family or friends, we try and do that after we get home as well. That's great. That's great. Yeah. I was just, um, double lessons there on, on letter writing, um, yep. showing gratitude and um, acknowledging, you know, the time that was enjoyed yes. with the family and friends, and that's going to just make them feel special, yep. too, and um, more apt to invite you next time. Exactly. <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> yeah. So anytime you can save money on hotels yes. because somebody will put you up, you're just saying, don't burn it's any nice. bridges. Exactly. <laughs> so, well, Jade, this was a great wealth of information. Um, I know, you know, that uh, my kids, again, are, are older, but mm-hmm. I just know that there's some people that are going to glean some um, great tips from this as well, especially if they're looking to do some travel. And maybe it'll encourage them to do that. Yeah. So thanks so much for spending yeah. time with us today and no sharing problem. all your wisdom. All right. Well, people, thank you so much for listening. Um, subscribe to the Detour Podcast, uh, Podbean, and iTunes so that you won't miss any future episodes. And um, enjoy the detour and take the detour and enjoy the wander.